Hello. Hello. Happy Sunday. <laughs> February something. Seven. <laughs> mm-hmm. We already established. I don't know how many times. Nobody knows how time works. Yeah, it was a super long first week of February. Super, it feels like it should be March. Like the Super Bowl. It's going on right now. <laughs> <laughs> yes, yes. Octogenarian Tom Brady going oh to win. God. I was like, who do you know that's an octogenarian Thomas, that you were about to Thomas say? Brady. And then I, I got it. I got it. <laughs> I can't watch him win another Super Bowl. I'm a Bills fan. I congrats. Yeah, I I don't know. I was asking like, why is he still play, playing football? But I guess if you are good at one thing, you just do it for as long just as you can. I it. don't know. Just keep rolling. I don't know. It, this is like the perspective of someone who like doesn't like the idea of staying in the same job for five years. That's so right. I'm right, just right, like right, I don't right, understand. Right, right. Like my parents both, People are different. both worked in their jobs for decades and I'm like, how? <laughs> Teach me how to be content. Teach me how to say goodbye. <laughs> oh my God. Oh, I forgot to write that in my notes. There's something that made me think of, about Hamilton, but hmm. um, oh. I can't remember what it is. Maybe it'll come up in the course of conversation. I'm sure it will because Hamilton is awesome. Hamilton is the album that has been on repeat in this household for the last, since December, I feel like. Yep, we wa- we watched it again yesterday. Because <laughs> well, I looked, I, I, we don't have Disney Plus anymore, and I was like, "Oh, I wish that there was like a DVD, and it's coming out in October." That's right. what I discovered That's yesterday. Right. Yeah, so we I will buy that one. Wait for my birthday <clears throat> to <clears throat> listen to Hamilton. Not mm-hmm. it'll be instead of putting Harry Potter for Winston's movie, we'll put Hamilton, and he will learn how to sing. Alexander <laughs> Hamilton <laughs> <laughs> or Eliza. Anyway, this is not a Hamilton podcast episode, although I was going to pitch that to you for a special episode, is that we could certainly talk about Hamilton mm-hmm. every song for a special episode of Magical <laughs> Theory. Let us know if you would enjoy that. Anyway, yeah, it is Sunday. Should we? It's a long chapter. Should we just hop in? Sure. All right. Not? We have our wands this time. Wands already. <laughs> Only at the last second. But yeah, we did. We did remember. Where are the wands? Okay. Turn to page 269, Snape's Grudge. Today's lesson is called, At What Cost? Stop it. You named an episode At What Cost? Oh, awesome. (laughs) The chapter begins with Hogwarts reacting to the latest serious black intrusion. As Ron recounts his story to all takers, he and Harry receive an invitation from Hagrid to visit. On that visit, Hagrid tells the boys that Hermione has been having a tough time and chastises them for their roles in it. As they consider their attitude towards her, she warns Harry not to go to Hogsmeade for the sake of his safety. When the Hogsmeade trip begins, however, Harry ignores her (laughs) and decides to use the secret tunnel to join Ron. On his way, he bumps into Neville in front of the entrance to the secret pathway, who is not allowed to Hogsmeade as a punishment. Eventually, Harry shakes Neville and finds Ron outside in Hogsmeade, being harassed by Malfoy, Crab, and Goyle. Harry takes the opportunity to throw mud and sticks at them while under his invisibility cloak, though he does accidentally show his face for a moment. Harry retreats back to Hogwarts to avoid being caught and loses his invisibility cloak on the way. Mm -hmm. Snape confronts Harry soon after he arrives and accuses him of sneaking out and flaunting the rules even when they are expressly to protect him. Snape claims that Harry is taking after his father who frequently broke rules. Harry lashes out with the fact that James Sna- saved Snape's life, but Snape shatters that illusion that, Her- 
Snape shatters the illusion that Harry's father did it heroically, telling Harry that James simply backed out on a prank that might have caused Snape's death. As Harry reels from the story, Hermione tells him that Hagrid has lost the appeal and Buckby is sentenced to death. Yeah. Big chapter, lots. Why aren't you talking to Hermione yet? Gosh. I know, it's outrageous. Get over it, Ron. I know you're 13. It is absolutely outrageous. You are... You are ridiculous right now. Yeah. <laughs> and he's like, oh, but that line, Hagrid says something like, oh, people get crazy about their pets. And then it's just like, cut to book me. I'm like, oh, no. Yeah, because I like how, because J.K. Rowling even writes like, he said like wisely or whatever, like with yeah. a sense. Because he knows he's talking about himself. Yeah. Because I almost named it, do as I say, not as I do. <laughs> but yeah. Oh. Well, um, okay, so I started down this rabbit hole about portraits. Ooh, I don't know. Holes. I have a, I have question. I know we've mm-hmm. discussed portraits briefly before because I remember we talked about Sir Cadigan specifically with the mm-hmm. Sir Cadigan pony idiom thing, mm-hmm. um, and just like how he is in general and whatever. But um, also, okay, in my research, um, one of the you know how Google like fills it in for you. Uh, one of the things that came up was Sir Cadigan critical role. Apparently, <laughs> apparently, I won't say I don't know because there were like a lot of spoiler alerts on the on okay. this post or whatever. But basically, um, there's a there's a mention of Sir Cadigan in hmm. a campaign interaction or something oh, that I happens. I don't remember. And, or, yeah, yeah, it's it's not like a major part of mm-hmm. cool. the storyline, but it's like it a mentioning later. of it. Yeah. yeah. Uh, so I was just like, oh, interesting, because they just kept put, coming up, and I was like, what is this? Um, anyway, my, my question, my main question that sent me down this exploration of portraits was like, because the way that it was phrased was about like, Oh well, Sir Ca- Sir Cadigan got fired. That was the first like little woo on my brain. I was like fired, <laughs> and then uh, the fat lady uh, came back to portrait. her job or agreed to come back to her job if she had security. And I was like, wait a second, who's getting paid who's for this? Get- yeah, <laughs> like y'all have portraits doing labor They're for you. Descendants. Yeah, <laughs> it was just like a funny moment because I was like, there. <laughs> I don't I don't even know like what to say cuz like you could have an actual guard keeper of the dormitory a person Yeah, it's like when they're using actors that like aren't like uh like CGI? uh yeah 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 bring yeah, him yeah, back yeah, from yeah, the yeah, dead Yeah 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 it started with Tupac right and like this idea of who is paying for th- who is getting paid for this it's like a way of really well, extract. It's, it's very, actually, very scary it's to very, me. Very, very strange. There was that thing because it crowds out new people. There is that thing that I shared with you. We'll that just one use time Tom Hanks for everything. About um, there was like a viral tweet about a college student who's taking a class and they wanted to reach right. out to their professor. That's their what professor I was, about. was dead. Yes, and they the university was using this yes. professor's yes. digital materials yes. for an online class. Yeah, and I was like. That okay, is bad. Being That's this is like what bad. I do. Then I I basically yeah. texted one of my colleagues and I, I was like, "You are my second. If I die, burn all my course materials <laughs> to the ground." And it was just like, oh. Anyway, but yeah, that it 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 was. Oh man, kind I, of I like, would definitely sign into a, a lawsuit over that. Yeah. Like of saying like, no, we're yeah. no, 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 you no, are no, not no, allowed no, to. No, you do not own this stuff. 
and to you teach can't run courses, courses on with, my behalf with Appar- dead people. Because apparently his his name was like listed as the professor. I don't know. Yeah. Because there's a TA, of course. You need to have like an actual live person. I mean, it's bad <laughs> enough. We're already on the. Well, okay, let's not get yeah, into it. Yeah, we're but, in a different rabbit hole. That, but was, yeah, the, that was what I was, I yeah, didn't think of that, but yeah. yeah. So I'm thinking about this because I'm like, they're portraits. And I know that we briefly discussed portraits before that they're not like, because part of the question then is like, are are you alive? Do you like mm. have self-awareness or sentience? Mm. And there's like some weirdness in there. So um, portraits, uh, and I remember you brought this up about like the the way that the portrait person is in the portrait depends on the per- the artist and their like perception of that person right, i remember that so that's why like sir cadigan he like his whole thing is like oh yeah like attack and like whatever falling off his horse or whatever the, the case is. um but also like the more powerful the individual witch or wizard is the more like them that they'll they'll be so like there i read a little bit mm. about dumbledore's portrait Um, but basically, uh, in the wizarding world, writings by J.K. Rowling for Hogwarts portraits, uh, she mentioned Sir Cadogan and the Fat Lady and said that neither of these portraits would be capable of having a particularly in-depth discussion about more complex aspects of their lives. Literally and metaphorically, they're two-dimensional, which I thought was interesting because, like, there is some sort of thought that goes into it. Like, you have this portrait, but they're, like a one-off representation of, yeah 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 it's not actually them um but some magical portraits are capable of more interaction traditionally a headmaster or headmistress is painted before their death which would make sense for why dumbledore has a portrait of himself um mm-hmm. and uh once the portrait is completed the headmaster or headmistress in question keeps it under lock and key regularly visiting it in its cupboard if so desired, to teach it to act and behave exactly like themselves. I thought that was interesting. And imparting all kinds of useful memories and pieces of knowledge that may then be shared through the centuries with their successors in office. So it's very AI-ish. Yeah. Or it's like, yeah, it's like a computer almost. Like you can teach it a program. Yeah. Uh, Interesting. It is interesting of like for that specifically with the headmasters because we have the Hogwarts pensive, which is also supposed to be an artifact that persists institutional memory over long periods of time uh, because it's kept in the headmaster's office. But then you also have like the whole, you know, like we see it in the movies, like all the headmasters and they like, you know, So here's what I'm wondering. Is it like a magical tether or could like somebody pretend to be Dumbledore and teach his portrait like something yeah false that, that I don't I don't I, I, know probably hasn't I been addressed the, but, right right like, right but I but I'm wondering I don't know about exactly that. like part of the magic imbuing as it's being painted I don't know right. like to what extent like the magic connects it to an actual the actual right. living person or how that works or I don't know well, like, and portraits can be linked as well. We'll find that one in uh, yeah. book five. Mm-hmm. That, that's, yeah, wow, interesting. So there's also another Teaching feature it, huh? on Wizarding World that um, compares very, it's not in depth or anything, but portraits portraits versus ghost. Hmm. And so basically, uh, J.K. Rowling says that the people in the paintings are, it's like an aura of them. So, um, oh, I forgot the specific example. There was 
uh, is it like Sirius's mom? I don't remember who it is, but somebody, mm. there was a portrait of somebody and all they could say was basically catchphrases. It wasn't mm. anything like complex and whatever. So uh, it was a basic program. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> so I was just like, I'm going to catch it. It's interesting this. to me that there's this extra layer of like the headmaster, headmistress teaching their portrait. I would yeah. have just get, just from purely like, how I would do it, I would have thought that it would have been based on the skill of the artist. If well, they there, were better, they a, would have made like... There's an interaction to it. So that's why like, or at least in the way that she constructed it in her mind, <laughs> but like mm. that it's not just like perception of the artist is one element, but strength of the witch and wizard is another element. So right. being right. Albus Dumbledore as such a powerful wizard, being able to influence or essentially teach this thing which i still don't know the answer to are you alive are you not alive because uh oh back to the ghost thing though ghosts are more flushed out and we we see like ghosts are snarky they can interact in real time there's more like they are closer to human a person than they seem to have their entire memory Mm -hmm. as far as i know and jk rowling said in an interview if harry had a portrait of his parents it would not help him a great deal if he could meet them as ghosts that would be a much more meaningful interaction. Hmm. But of course he doesn't. Um, also in this feature, and I posted this in my own Discord server because of Harry Potter Wizards Unite, There, at the end of this article, there's a little header. It says, so nobody's painted a portrait of Voldemort, have they? Because there's a portrait of Voldemort in Harry Potter Wizards Unite. Uh, not that we spotted, think Merlin, is what it says. So now I'm just like, who painted this portrait of Voldy? What is that? Because I don't know exactly when this was posted originally on Pottermore. It could be that somebody painted a portrait of Voldy or maybe it was hidden away or maybe we didn't know about it. But the other element of portraits is that, and we see this with the fat lady because this is the, the tying it back together. She agrees, I'll do it again. I'll be the person that gets the passwords right. if I have security. So right. that to me, I'm just like, what? Why? Are you alive? <laughs> like th- that was my thing. So um, I didn't. I didn't get an, a straight answer, but I did find that portraits can be destroyed. And so because uh, what I was reading said, because she responds in that way, it can be inferred that she doesn't want to be destroyed. She doesn't want to be destroyed. Like she wouldn't exist anymore. So there is some weird sort of like self awareness or like wanting to preserve whatever state you're in as a portrait. Hmm person i don't know that was interesting though it's very interesting yeah Yeah. it's really because it gets very metaphysical very fast of Mm -hmm. like what is actually the are they just kind of a hologram that can learn like a computer program or are they like uh, almost a fragment of the person if they can like learn that stuff right so it's kind of a tricky (laughs) yeah but not clearly not but like it feels like it's floating right, right. in that universe it's kind of interesting or or like that it has avoided that question by being yeah. like oh it's actually like very 2d and very simple but yes. you can teach it if you want but it doesn't like take There's, anything from you um i didn't i wanted to pull out cursed child because apparently in cursed child harry talks to the portrait of dumbledore right and the portrait of dumbledore says something back to harry of like I'm just memories and paint. So that and like that as being mm-hmm. pointed, that's like a very, very like pointed self-aware answer. pointed right. like, yeah, it, I don't know. Right. So. Well, yeah. I like that. Mm-hmm. I, I like that concept. I feel like. Um, 
we'll talk similarly when we do get to the pensive as well. Another mm-hmm. kind of tricky oh my metaphysical thing of like what exactly is going on with these memories, you know, I don't yeah. know. We just read Half-Blood Prince and there was like a question about like the pensive and memories and like, what is it? And That's I'm like, right. I don't know. I don't even yeah. know if the answer is out there. <laughs> I'm not sure. Because when you start doing stuff with memory and then it's the fact like- there can be well, alterations. Yeah. And- uh, yeah, exactly. Like what, how does it work? What is it? What is the thing? Like that is basically, that is what all my questions come down to. Well, yeah. And- I'm not satisfied with the, oh, it's a magical You'll world. You'll never be satisfied. Like, no, I will never be. See, that's the connection to Hamilton. <laughs> Matter of time. Uh, this is a very minor, like, it doesn't really, it's not important, really. But on page 285, there's a typo. Oh. <laughs> it says, here, let me just show you. It says, uh, Snap picked up the Zacco's back. <laughs> Old Snap, Severus Snap. So I was, it reminded me of, like, uh, Trelawney. When we read about Trelawney... Uh, last you mean book, Rilani? <laughs> uh, Sybil was spelled. I I was like I was staring at it at like on the paper, and I was like, I don't think I've seen it spelled this way. And I thought that I was misremembering because we know memories are so fragile as we're speaking about memories right now. So then I like I googled it, and I was just like. I was having the Mandela effect, like, what is this? Yeah, is, it simple, is it S-I? Is it S-Y? I don't know how it's spelled, but, you know, it's possible. It's within the realm of possibilities that, especially if we have an early, like, edition of the book, I don't even know, mm. um, but it was just a typo. Mm-hmm. I don't know. Was this book three? Book this three, book? yeah. Mm. It's so, the first edition, but there were tons of them. Mm. So the first book. All right, thing. so for everyone who has... <laughs> Prisoner of Azkaban, page 285, second to last line. Yeah. Is it Snap or Doesn't Snape? Mean, yeah. <laughs> that oh one gosh. I could see getting fixed uh, for later printings. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because it was so popular that it would have... Oh, yeah. Enough people would have had the mm-hmm. printing that they probably got a lot of mail about it. Like, like, oh, yeah. There's an email. <laughs> what does this mean? <laughs> I don't understand the sentence. Just wait until... Uh, Oh my god! Wizards unite and having to look at caps. Oh man, caps I uh, they misspelled uh, Marauder's Map. Well, they didn't misspell it. They didn't put the apostrophe, so mm-hmm. it was just Marauders, like straight out uh, and without the pro- apostrophe. It was like brilliant Marauders, and I was like, wait a second, is it Marauder? So I went, I like looked at our little designs that are like the Marauder's Map. Um, yeah, you know, because. Fandoms are crazy, including <laughs> me. <laughs> it's like, oh, what's, what's this? Mm-hmm. You're missing an apostrophe. Uh, speaking of the Marauder's Map, um, mm-hmm. well, I, I don't know. Is there anything that stood out to you that you wanted to talk? I feel bad for Neville. Poor little Neville. Yeah. He got he got blasted. Yeah. Poor Neville. He, yeah. he got all of the punishment. I feel bad for anyone who has a bad memory because I have a bad memory. Yeah. So I can relate. And that's like his whole thing is that like part of what we talked about also because uh, we were just seeing him open up with Lupin and mm-hmm. of having someone who isn't just screaming Confidence. at him and telling him that he's like incompetent or like because that's part of it. If you are insecure about something and you get even the slightest hint that other people are Noticing. looking at you uh, based on that insecurity, then it just like spirals out of control. And for the first time, we're seeing Neville not feeling that with Lupin and then here we go come crashing down again and it's just it's bad and he it gets the howler and everything Ron is just like run because <laughs> he knows he knows 
poor poor kids yeah and poor miney miney's also sad yeah no i mean i like the scene with haggard but we kind of talked about it so yeah i'm happy to talk about snape and yeah so there's this whole like um okay so the second time or this second time that harry goes to honeydukes or goes to hogsmeade i'm just like you don't need to go to Hogsmeade, but Ron is like, oh, yeah. It's like the rebellious. Just for the sake you got, of You got away with it for the first time. Nobody seems to know that this secret passageway exists. And he almost actually doesn't even make it through because of Neville and because of Snape. And I'm just like, Harry, just whatever. You're the chosen one. You'll do whatever you want. Um, but, you know, all of that happens. I, I found it kind of comical for Malfoy to see a floating head Harry and get scared and get like hit with a mud ball and oh, yeah, all no, of that. It's a great scene. Even though I mean he's just so mean. He is I know that I I uh, at the end of the stories and like when I see more of conflicted Draco, I'm just like, oh, but I forget how mean he is. He's terrible. He's a terrible person, yeah, child. He is. <laughs> Yes, he is. So, yeah, always teasing around. It's it's the same thing because every single book that we've read, it's like Draco antagonizing and Ron. Well, like, what I find fascinating is the juxtaposition of Draco and James, right? Because I mm. feel like they're probably more similar than yeah. Harry and James. Yep. So there's something there about like you that people can change like that. And I feel like Snape. This is a really great scene because it's one of the first times that Snape gets, speaking of 2D, less 2D, more 3D. Mm. Where mm -hmm. it's like, no, he has not only, he doesn't just say something snickery to Harry. Mm -hmm. He has a legitimate grievance. Yeah. And he's like, okay, let's assume he's telling the truth. And he's like, no, no. Oh, you think he's such a hero? Yeah, you don't know your dad. Yeah. Did Dumbledore, did Dumbledore tell you the, the whole story? story. Yeah. Did he tell no, you? No, he or? didn't, first of all. No. <laughs> As you know, Severus, no, he never tells anyone the whole story. Yeah. So your point about Mal uh, Draco being closer to James mm -hmm. is interesting to me because um, we are, I mean, we're already like spoilery already at this point, but like at this point, like if... You know, Snape didn't have a good relationship with James Potter. And but if Draco does like a similar dynamic, but he's like in your house on your team, like, I don't know. That's kind of like, well, the wouldn't he empathize with to me? The parallels Harry? are. Yes, the parallels are really strong if you want them to be between like Draco and James and then Harry and Snape that mm -hmm. they, they're Harry and Snape often occupy the same kind of space in the school as kids like being kind of outcasty i mean obviously harry is super famous but he doesn't have a ton of friends mm -hmm. and like b questioning what house you wanted to be in which is going to be a, a part yeah, of the arc oh, for man. snape yeah. and like being able to make that choice and yeah it's really interesting to think about like in some ways snape doesn't understand that he's also bullying himself like he doesn't the same way that harry doesn't see snape snape doesn't really see harry and what harry actually what his everyday life is actually like mm. and so we'll see like many mm -hmm. books from now mm -hmm. when mm -hmm. dumbledore is like that that's not how anyone else sees him 
they're just telling us they're telling me that he's just a bright and humble boy who's kind of shy and snape's like he's arrogant and yeah yeah all this you know. yeah it, it does go to like the yeah we've we talked about this might maybe in book one like you're gonna see what you're you want to see uh, and that's uh-huh. like that's part of it and so if you already i mean not only is he like the spawn of James Potter, right. but like, um, as like the framing of it, but that's kind of that is that is basically all of the relationship. So like, yeah. Harry already he he has thought Snape has been bad since the very beginning, right. and yeah, he has like some reasons for it, but I guess we'll I and I don't know. It's, I think it's, it's a really good point of like you see what you want to. I think he. Another way of even saying it is like that everyone is looking through a kaleidoscope, right? So everyone sees something different because... I think the episode was actually called Kaleidoscope. I think you named it Kaleidoscope. (laughs) Yeah. Like you don't have this... Oh, a previous episode of the show? A previous episode of the show, Oh, jeez. All right. Yeah. Good job, Good job, Pastor. Way to be... Pull out a major theme. Yeah. And I just think like there's something going on with... With Harry and Snape that's deeper than like hating james Mm. i don't know Mm -hmm. like what harry represents to snape and the baggage yeah it's it's pretty crazy well okay so the marauders map um i'm just making this connection right now so we were talking about the portraits earlier and like that being some sort of like 2d or it's well like anything that is i'm realizing now I have been talking all about like the internet preserving our existence and like trapping us basically in past selves that we can't ever escape. But the wizarding world has those things as well. So we have like aspects of memory. We have the, or like in the pensive, we have the portraits. But the Marauder's Map is another instance of like, so Snape is trying to figure out like what is this blank piece of parchment. He he like talks at it and like tells it to like reveal itself and whatever. And then you have writing of Mr. Mooney, Mr. Prongs, Mr. And these are actual people because uh, knowing what I know at the end of the series and reading this, being like I'm like analyzing like who says what and what are they saying. And Mr. Prongs is very mean, very very mean. Very mean. Almost <laughs> he calls like him an ugly kid, and I'm like, what? Because I, because I'm, I'm just thinking in this moment as as this scene is unfolding, because I, I have the like end of the story perspective on this, and I'm like, re- I'm like imagining like Snape's actual reaction as he's like basically reliving a bunch right. of people, the same people calling him these names and saying to leave his big nose out of it. Oh, and can't believe that they let him become a professor. And just it's just, man. Yeah. But those are people who were kids. Well, spoilers again. But in terms of preservation of like, uh, that is that is what this, or how I imagine this map will operate if the, the what does he call it again the the manufacturers mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. the manufacturers like and so i don't know it's it's fascinating because then it's if if this is all you knew of these individual people like imagine like what you would think about them if you didn't know anything else but i guess that's also just life yep. you only have a piece of interacting with people <laughs> oh yeah it's a lot 
I don't know it's if any lot. of what I said made sense because I started like revealing stuff and then censoring myself and just well, we not, we're not spoiler free, <laughs> yeah, so it's perfectly fine. Free. But I, I think that there's some. This is such a such an intriguing chapter because there's just so much depth to what is actually happening. The fact that Lupin now has seen oh, yeah. this. Lupin got called out. I was like, Lupin. Well, Harry even knew that something was a little weird with the conversation uh, because he was just like. <laughs> the manufacturers and so Harry was like he didn't know what he was talking about mm-hmm. but it he also thought that Lupin seemed to not know as well mm-hmm. um but that was that was interesting Lupin got mad though he got mad at them I mean I I I don't think that I mean he says it basically he's he was just like I can't make you care about Syria or not but you should at least be afraid of the dementors yeah he says. yeah yeah yeah. Like, I thought at least you would be smart enough to not provoke the Dementors. Mm-hmm. Yeah. This, this book, I'm really looking forward to the climax of this book because it's, it's even, it's such a uniquely toned book mm. in the, the series because Voldy isn't the main antagonist in this part of the story Mm -hmm. which is really fascinating because in all of the other six he is Mm -hmm. i've had lots of people say this is their favorite book oh so many people like this book the Mm -hmm. most yeah i'm still partial to six but Mm -hmm. of course i like them all and i think for they each have different merits and i feel like this is the tone the merit is the tone and the, the you know Part of it is that I can't parse it away from the movies. The tone of the third movie moves so much more mature compared to the first two that like, you know, for Mm -hmm. a lot of different reasons. Right, right. But I think partly because of the content and like it just is really, it's a very good story. It's a really a good story because of how things kind of come together. Mm-hmm. towards the end and we're really getting there and the the map is a big part and like yeah these seeming accidents with there is so much that hasn't happened yet yeah. <laughs> and there's a lot of weird puzzles right where mm-hmm. there's the puzzle of like why didn't black just kill ron and then go kill harry like yeah. why was he just you know it's interesting scampering out <laughs> that they like this is not the first time that it's it's so subtle because it, because part of it is like they say the things that are foreshadowing, but it's not, it's not so in your face about it. It, it feels like a natural question. It's not yeah. like you know, it's not an aggressive like yeah. in your face question. That's like right. I wonder what this means. It's more like oh, like why in the context he, of retelling this story. Yeah, 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 yeah. And it's not. It's it's so natural that it's it. I I really appreciate that about all the because she's done that in all three books so far. But I've appreciated right. how non aggressive the like well, and the fact that she returned the same clue here. Right in the last chapter, mm-hmm. she was like, like, what? I can't believe Sirius Black would have gone to the wrong doorpost. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And yeah. then the follow up is like, well, but even if he did make that mistake, why would it have altered? what he was there to do. Yeah. Why wouldn't he just kill all of you? He's killed multiple people before. Like who care? Why would he care? Yeah. Just explode the whole room, you know, or something mm-hmm. like that. And so it just, it's a great way of doing it where like you have these unexplained things because in essence you should be asking yourself, 
it's hard to avoid as a reader asking yourself, well, why wouldn't, if Sirius Black is this killer, like why wouldn't he mm-hmm. have just done that? It makes mm-hmm. perfect sense, right? The logical consistency is there. And therefore, like something about your assumptions must be wrong. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's a great chapter. It was a long chapter. Yeah, but it was a yeah, great yeah. chapter. Yeah. Well, that's all I have. Cool. Okay. That was fun. Yeah. Until next time. One's ready. ready. Thank you.